At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of primetime action here on a Wednesday. The best third hour this Wednesday will have for you. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Gil will be back next week with us. As always, a pleasure to be joined whenever we can get his time. I know he's a busy, busy man. But Dr. Mr. Eric Eager, you can find him on the Twitter machine at PFF underscore Eric. Over at Pro Football Focus, I mean, you are how you are even able to join us, Eric. I see you on several different programs. You do your own programming, you're data sciencing whenever you're not with us. How do you even have time to join us on this program? It was crazy yesterday. I, I actually like wrote down, you know, all the shows I ended up being on, and I was sort of embarrassed at what I said yes to, but <laughs> uh, but I'll never say no to you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So I, I want to start things out here. Um, you know, on Saturday. You've got the Chiefs, you've got the Cowboys, you've got the, you've got all these teams that look. I guess in theory the Chiefs have something to play for, but it's a very unlikely scenario. We know for sure if Patrick Mahomes is is not on that team, they have their dust. They have no chance of doing anything. Almost the same if Tyreek Hill can't take the field or Travis Kelsey as far as the playoffs go. Do, do you expect these teams, the Cowboys, the Chiefs? We already know the Eagles situation, but like, are they going to play these players? Like, is is what's the point? Well, I think the point is extremely uh, relevant for the Chiefs in that, you know, we it's only a 10-point spread between the Titans and the Texans. The Texans went on the road and beat the Titans uh, earlier this year uh, in a game in, you know, 
uh, like I said, in Tennessee. So obviously they're, they're still the carrot of the one seed. But in addition, like the two seed is important to the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs have lost to all three division winners in the AFC, the Bengals last week, obviously the Titans, as well as the Bills. And so like if they were to lose a game, they could fall out of that two seed. And as, mu as much as the two seed doesn't matter, um, you know, the way it used to because it doesn't carry a buy. It does matter in the sense that if you win a game in round one, you are guaranteed a home game in round two of the playoffs. So I think that's what's going through their mind. I also think they might not be the sharpest team in the world right now. Like against Cincinnati, they lost in large part because they struggled to tackle. They struggled to uh, catch the ball when it hit their hands and things like that. So I think that's what's on the line for Kansas City uh, on Saturday. And, you know, as far as Dallas is concerned, again, they're, they're somebody who, you know, I, they're not a front runner for the two seed, uh, obviously, but they could still get it with some help. So, Eric, one of the things that we see here in week 18 is that everything is baked into the cake here. Nobody is fooling anybody in terms of all the scenarios and whatnot. And kind of one of the things I always I like to say people to, in week 18 is, must win does not equal must cover necessarily because you're you're get like you're getting these inflated lines like you're getting Tennessee they were laying 11 it's now down to 10 and a half at Houston and you're getting the Colts laying 16 at Jacksonville so I mean, what do you do with these teams, though, that look like dead teams? But this is the NFL. You don't see players necessarily tanking. But at what point do you say, OK, I got to take a stand against the teams that, you know, need to win, quote unquote, to clinch this division or to clinch this seed? Because you've got some really big favorites here and it is absolutely adjusted into the market. Yeah, I mean, I, I would even go a step further than your statement. I would say must win doesn't even mean must win. Right, you know? right. And, and, you know, we saw, you know, I think like there have been some high profile ones last year. You had Miami go on the road against Buffalo last year and everybody thought uh, Matt Barkley was going to play. And, you know, Josh Allen ended up coming out and they blew the doors off of a Miami team that was in a win and in situation. A couple of years ago, uh, the Chicago Bears were the two seed in the NFC with a 12 and four record, nothing to gain. They walked into US Bank Stadium and beat a Kirk Cousins led Vikings team that just needed to win uh, and get in. So, you know, there obviously are gonna be games where you bet the dog this week um, and, you know, it gets away from you and, and this, you know, the, everybody's gonna say, oh, see, you know, that, that team needed it more. Um, but I think for the most part, you're right. Like there's some inflated spreads here especially given when you look across the league, there are only two games, uh, Arizona versus Seattle uh, and Los Angeles Chargers against uh, Las Vegas Raiders with totals over like 45. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it, you know, one of the big plays that I think about it, it is tricky because there's actually only, I believe, one, one game where you get a Wong sort of teaser through th seven and three. Um, but I even think the totals, you know, sort of in this week are, are very conducive to betting underdogs and betting teasers if the numbers present themselves. Eric, what do you do about these two games that have the two teams where both both teams have absolutely nothing? But we got the Bears, Vikings, you got Washington and the Giants. It's so you, there's no motivation factor to kind of cap, you know, cap here because like, okay, we know at least with all the rest of these games, somebody has something to play for in theory along the way. Those two, those four teams, absolutely nothing at all. Do you, do you even do you just throw those completely out, or have you like looked into these games and see if there's any sort of edge? Yeah, it's even weird with Minnesota Chicago in that both head coaches are probably going to get fired right. after the game too. So it you have that going for it. You have Kirk Cousins 
who I think is a stat patter who likes to sort of, uh, you know, do what he, you know, do enough to sort of like earn his next contract, whether that be with the Vikings or a different team. But you also have the Bears where, you know, Justin Fields is trying to finish his rookie year on a, a high note so he can come in, you know, sort of unquestioned with the, with the new head coach. So that one's one that I do like Chicago. I think it's too many points. I think the Vikings are, are sort of a team that keeps every game within a field goal. And, and as such, uh, the Bears might be a good side there. I think with the Giants, interestingly, that team has scored basically like one offensive touchdown since the reports uh, were uh, that Daniel Jones and Joe Judge were coming back. That team looks like it's tanking. Uh, and while the Washington football team isn't great either, that Washington football team has faced the hardest schedule in the NFL this year for, through the first 17 weeks. Um, so if anything, I think Washington's probably going to come in and make a statement in that one. Total on that game, 38 and a half, I could totally see uh, the Giants not putting anywhere close to half of that number up. Uh, for their part. So it's a very interesting question. I, I wouldn't blame anybody if they laid off those games, but I do think there's an angle in both of them where you can sort of exploit uh, some some hidden uh, you know value. Eric, you mentioned the Giants as kind of a candidate or at least what we've seen in the last few weeks, kind of like a mail-it-in team where they're going to try, but but there's just nothing they can do. The die's kind of already cast. Is there any one of these teams that, look, they're going to be done after week 18. They're not going to make the playoffs. Is there anything you're kind of seeing in your data there at PFF of a team that might be very live that's kind of continuing to play hard and give you really honest efforts? Yeah, I think the the easiest one to look at is Seattle plus six and a half in Arizona. You know, Russell Wilson and company have played hard in recent weeks. That doesn't mean they've always won. They did lose to a Bears team at home. Last week, they blew out the Detroit Lions. I, I think in this one, you're getting an overreaction to, and the total is also reflective of two teams that are going to play hard uh, at 48 second highest of the weekend. Um, but yeah, with with the Seattle Seahawks, it's they, they continue to play hard. It'll be Russell Wilson's last game as a Seahawk or it'll be Pete Carroll's last game as the Seahawks <laughs> in any event. Uh, I think that they're going to go out and, and give an effort. And when you look at the Cardinals here, the Cardinals are just a week removed from being six and a half point underdogs in Dallas, right? And, and so I think this is just a team where the market isn't getting it right, right? They they overvalue them you know, substantially at times. They've undervalued them substantially at times, including last week. Uh, and I think here the pendulum is just swinging a little bit too far. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle in the points there. Uh, even though I know they're they're a dead team, they're going to play. A, you know, they're playing a spoiler role here with the Cardinals still trying to win the NFC West. And we know Cliff Kingsbury is a home favorite. No bargain four and ten so far. And, and even look, I, I, the reason I like that even more is just I mean, there's at least there's at least the scoreboard watching angle there as well, right? I mean, it's, I don't think it's likely that the Rams are going to blow out the 49ers, but they could look up in the third quarter and if it's a 20 point game, 24 mm -hmm. point game or something, then you know the, you, you see Kyler Murray and everybody yeah, else. Yeah, here comes uh, Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah, Chris yeah, Traveler yeah, every, everybody hits the sidelines for for the Cardinals there. So, Eric, let's talk about the two games we know mean a whole lot in that the first being that 49ers and Rams game right now as we sit Rams anywhere from four to five point home favorites over the Niners. And it looks like from what we get the news we get today, they're they're going to try to go with Jimmy G in this one. I don't I mean, with a he wasn't good when his hand worked. I don't know why you'd go and his yeah. hands broken. But uh, anyway, it, it looks like they're going to try to go with Jimmy G in this one. What, what do you see here? Yeah, I was like marveling over how Joe uh, how Joe Burrow was averaging 8.9 yards an attempt 
on 70% completion. He's like one of like six quarterbacks in the history of the league who is going to lead the league in both. But then I looked one step below Joe Burrow in yards per attempt in the NFL, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo for some ungodly reason <laughs> uh, going against all math and humankind. Uh, and and yet at the same time, as you said, Matt, I got just don't think he's any good. And, and, and you know, so it's, it's a crazy one out there. We saw that number, I think, as high as six, maybe six and a half on a look ahead. And now it's, as you said, four and a half. Um, I, I would be inclined to take the Niners or the Niners have beaten the Rams. I believe three consecutive times and covered four consecutive times in the series. Uh, they do play a style of offense that the Rams struggle with defensively with their two high looks and their, their light boxes. But you know, you can never really trust Jimmy G. I mean, there's just a couple weeks ago, they took a 10 point lead to halftime against Tennessee on the road uh, and Jimmy G threw the ball game away. So the, it, it's, it's a tough one to bet. Um, but at the same time, like if you look at, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford is now second in the NFL in interceptions this year. Uh, you know, he's just as likely to throw a game away there. So if I have two sort of iffy, weird teams like that, both having to win, uh, I'm going to take the underdog, I think. Eric got about 45 seconds here, but obviously if the 49ers do not win against the Rams, that keeps the New Orleans Saints alive, and they are going on the road to the Atlanta Falcons, but not a lot of support for the Saints in the market. Atlanta down to a four-point underdog. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I think there's a lot of betters who bet the uh, Falcons up from seven wins to seven and a half wins the preseason, and they're sweating <laughs> out this game uh, as four-point home underdogs. I think that might be contributing to it a little bit. A lot of people bet Saints under eight and a half as well, under nine. Um, that might be contributing to it. But I, I just think it's a huge mismatch at the quarterback position, and, and a lot of people are maybe not looking quite past that. Falcons might be without Kyle Pitts in addition to Calvin Ridley as well. So it's going to be an ugly game. I, I'd be surprised if it went over that total of 40 that, that's displayed there. You can find him on the PFF forecast. You can find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. He is also a doctor, which means he's smarter than you. Eric Eager, thank you for joining us, my friend. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on, and uh, take care and have a fun week 18. You bet, Eric. Thank you. Can only go up for me. It can only go up for me. Horrid, horrid past Sunday. We're going to look at the Century Tournament champions on the other side here. Primetime action. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds on the desk, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Guys, we talked a little bit about our strategy, how we go about at least some of the things, too, that people can take into account whenever they go to start betting golf this year. It is a the other thing we didn't mention, and this has nothing to do with a with a strategy or a tip or anything, but also pretty good bang for your buck because you get a four-day sweat out mm -hmm. of one bet right mm -hmm. I mean that's the other thing as well like you're 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 getting a four-day sweat out of your bet so a pretty good bang for your buck your money goes a long way in golf but here we go this is kicking off here this is a no-cut event 40 golfers no cut all the top golfers in the world except for Rory McIlroy going to uh to be at this thing it's over in Hawaii it's called the Hawaii Swing even there's only two tournaments there so they'll be gone after next week but um Par 73, nearly 7,600 yards west, and these is, this is um, you know one of those deals where it could get windy, so mm -hmm. maybe you want to if you you know if you want to take that into account with how you go about either your you know either a first round leader bet or you know some of these guys maybe even some of these Aussies or something who are used to playing in a ton of wind. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you did mention uh, the wind. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that much of a factor with early forecasts. So 
could get some low scoring here. The all-time record, I believe, was Ernie Els at 31 under par. Jordan Spieth nearly matched that five years ago. But this was designed by Bill Coor and Ben Crenshaw, also renovated Pinehurst Number 2, Trinity Forest, which used to be the AT&T Byron Nelson. In Dallas, you mentioned a rare par 73, 36 going out, 37 going in. 7,600 yards, one of the longer courses. I think it was like 12th longest on the PGA Tour last year. But there are some elevation uh, elevation here, some uneven lies. So if you're a shorter hitter, you're not necessarily out of it. Here mm-hmm. is evidenced by some of the guys. Yeah, you've had some guys that can be big hitters, JT, DJ, and the like win here. But you've also had the Jordan Spieths and the Zach Johnsons yeah. and the Jonathan Birds. This is over about a last 10, 11 year span. So just because you're not a real super long hitter off the tee doesn't mean you can't win here. Yeah, as far as this goes, like you said, I imagine we're going to see super low scores. If you look, I mean, there's no no water danger whatsoever in this thing. Wide if you look, fairways. Yeah, wide, super wide fairways. Actually, Huge if greens. we look at the the average fairway width compared to the 54 courses played last year, it's second widest. So, I mean, like, again, it's just these guys are going to be hitting fairways left and right. If you look at the greens, they're going to be slow. So, it's not like the it, – there's just all kinds of different things here, Kelly, that really lead us to think that this is going to be – one, I understand people don't like birdie fest. I get it. For the majority of the time, I don't either. I do like them yeah. sometimes. I do but like, about every week on the PGA like, Tour like, as a person. Like, sometimes <laughs> I like guys to go out and – because here's the thing. You would never do this. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, everyone's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, that you have to be that good in order mm-hmm. to be able to destroy these courses or whatever. And so, like, I'm fine with guys going shooting 25 under because it just – I marvel at the fact that they can go and birdie every single hole. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I enjoy a mix, too, when it comes to tournaments. I think – but this is – you guys just laid out. I mean, really the only defense for this course is is the wind. Now, I, I was – I found that, you know, the, the, the local weather tower, it does look like – the wind gusts are not supposed to be dipping above 10 for right now. They have through the weekend. And even starting tomorrow, uh, but you know it, this is one of those check back in on those type of mm. things. You never know how that stuff's going to change. Uh, I only made two bets in this tournament so far, but you never know how that's really going to shift shift stuff when this really is the only defense that this that this golf course has against the golfers. Otherwise, these guys are going to be like you guys said, huge fairways, big greens. It's going to be easy to bomb it down the fairway and then hit hit a close approach shot, and it's all going to come down to putting. Who has a hot putter this week or not? <laughs> Um, so I don't know what you know what exact stats you guys looked at for this tournament. What I really looked at was kind of ball striking a little bit more off the tee than I looked at this tournament last year. Uh, factored that in a little bit more, seeing that the wind conditions were going to be a little bit less. Um, strokes gained par five. There are four par fives, only three par threes. Uh, on this course, kind of how you get to that par 73, which is a little weird. Um, looked at strokes gained par 5, par 4, and then proximity 100 to 125 yards. Opportunities gained, uh, which is basically, you know, it puts inside 15 feet that you could get there. And that's where you're really looking for someone to put this closer to the pin, hopefully make a birdie. And then putting on Bermuda grass is uh, really what I looked at. Um, and my only two bets, I did two out, outrights right now, Justin Thomas and Sung J.M. And Justin Thomas, a lot of it's tournament history here, uh, too. His past four, past four attempts in this tournament, he's either he's won it twice and finished third twice. So not too bad. He is going to have a big year. I didn't bet him this week, but he is going to have a big year. I think getting Bones McKay on the bag, who is the longtime bag man for Phil Mickelson, I think that's going to take him to a new level. Because JT, he did win the Players last year, which is a big event, but... 
by all by all intents and purposes and by his standards, he had a down year, I think, relative to some other top players. And I think having bones on the bag is really going to help him out. So uh, I can't argue if you like JT this week. If you look down the odds board here over at DraftKings, we have John Rahm at 750 to win, uh, Justin Thomas at 800 to win. Morikawa ten to one, Bryson at twelve to one, Xander Shoffley twelve uh, twelve to one, Victor Hovland twelve to one. A, a little note on Victor Hovland: as of yesterday, he didn't have any, his golf clubs over there mm-hmm. in in Hawaii, so might uh, be a problem. There it might be a problem. Might be having <laughs> to play with some rental clubs or something like that because apparently uh, there are no there are no official. Pro like pro, professional shops there as right. well where you can't like go get like some uh, sets yeah. made or anything or anything like that or whatever so um, could be a problem for uh, for him but I'm sure I'm gonna imagine they have some pretty nice rental sets at a, at a, at a course like this. You certainly would think so, <laughs> but this goes back to Maya Koba when Victor Hovland, Danny Lee was doing a drill and he lent Danny Lee, his dr- uh, driver on the tee and he breaks the driver. So <laughs> has to replace the shaft at, at Maya Koba. So uh, that has happened uh, quite frequently to Victor Hovland in his young career. As we continue to roll down the list here, Patrick Cantlay at 14 to one, Sam Burns, 18 to one, Jordan Spieth, 18 to 1. Daniel Berger, who also is without clubs as of yesterday, uh, 20 to 1. Cameron Smith at 22 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 22 to 1. Sung J M, 22 to 1. Tony Finau, 25. Patrick Reed, 28. Everybody else, 30 or longer. Um, I think there's one. If we go to these like super, super long shots here, guys, before we get to, you know, the the bets that that I actually made in this, like you start to look down here and you see a guy like like a Max Homa sitting at 80 to one. Mm, yeah. And you you go like, okay, this guy, for whatever reason, I don't know if he it's his conditioning, it's whatever, like it tends to fade towards the middle end of seasons, but he started hot at the beginning of seasons for the last couple of years. He's played well early on. This is a guy that we know can can go low if everything's working for him. We expect you're going to have to go super low in this tournament to win. I think if I, I and I didn't, I'm just throwing this out there because some people like to have super long shots in their in their accounts. I think if I was betting one this week, an 80 to one on a Max Homa seems seems pretty pretty juicy to me. No, and he makes absolute sense. I think uh, Billy Horschel, based on recent form and experience here at 70-1, to would be another one I'm looking at. But I think we all kind of went the same way, at least a little bit. I didn't really go deep with the big long Mm -hmm. shot. I think my longest guy is actually Sun J.M. at 25-1. to But you see my four there is Andrew Shoffley, 12-1. I think he wants to get off the deck and get a win. He hasn't had a win Mm -hmm. on the PGA Tour since right here three years ago. So 12-1. to Jordan Spieth, 22 to one. Remember, he has not played this event in about three years because he had about a three-year winning drought. And look, players like to play where they've had success before, and he certainly had it. Of course, he's a new daddy as of November. So, you know, sometimes, (coughs) excuse me, you kind of play that nappy factor, 22 to one. Cameron Smith kind of popped on all my models for like bogey avoidance, three-point avoidance. Best guy on Bermuda grass over the last 36 holes, 22 to one. Soon JM, I'm just thinking maybe the guy got a little bit of a break at the end of the season (laughs) because he plays like damn near every week. So so, somehow he plays 54 tournaments a year. I don't know how he does it. He's like CJ Singh, you know, where he used to play every week. So uh, those are my uh, outrights matchups. 
Faded Garrick Higo, just because sometimes mm. first timers here don't know how to necessarily play on the island. So Brandon yeah, no, Grace, a very good coastal player. No first timers ever won, and you've only had eight plays in the top five since 2014. Right. So yeah. Right. So Higo fits into that. Now Burns is a little bit of a different color. Burns, uh, I took Cantlay over him, but I think Burns is going to have a big year, but maybe not this week. Yeah. So I only have three bets in. Um, I took Justin Thomas as well. This was, I kind of started looking at this tournament a couple of weeks ago. Everything came up, Justin Thomas. And at that point, listen, it's a 40 man field. And we talk about this all the time. Yes. It's not juicy odds. It's a little over, you know, a little over eight and a half to one, but uh, like we said, you hit an eight and a half to one and just about anything else. And right. you're jumping up and down, you're right. cartwheels. And so the I'm getting catch is the same. Yeah. Right? I'm getting eight and a half to one on one of the top, you know, five players in the world in a field of 40 players. So I, I'm going to take that in this one. And, and, and I took Patrick Reed at a, at a number at 27 to one, which I just read off at DraftKings is better. The 27 was here in, in town in Vegas. You know, listen, yes, he, he had to deal with all the COVID issues and he, he, you know, double pneumonia and all that and stuff like that. But, you know, Kind of under the radar, two top three finishes in his last four starts. He's a guy that is, you know, has played here seven different times. He's played here a ton. I doubt he's going to be lounging out by the pool. I mean, you know, he's got a little extra weight on him and stuff, so he's not out there trying to get that tan. This is more of a business trip <laughs> mm -hmm. for him. This isn't a lounge by the pool and sip pina coladas and stuff like that, so I took him. And then I also took Sam Burns as a top 10 at plus 125. We'll take a little bit deeper look in some future golf tournaments as well on the other side. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker. Bops. Now available on VSIN.com <laughs> for you to keep up. With the key of NFL pro I, I listen, I understand this is not your your thing. You were a little late on it, it's fine. Yeah, I, I was it's, a little it's, late it's on the draw, yeah, yeah. Head to Vison.com to get current odds as well as movement on each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker betting's most key trends and matchup data for every game over at Vison.com slash NFL. Kelly, let's continue just a little bit here with this because I think that this is, you know, listen, we're uh, even though it is a 40 man field and even though it's not a tournament we're going super deep and super heavy into, I think you can at least start to we can start to kind of put out some of the stuff, some of the lay some of the groundwork for what we will be going into yeah. next week. So you talked about some of the key stats and things like that, like one of the things that I did look into just because it's such a wide open, just because it's such a wide open course. I and mean, even though we've had shorter guys win here, I did at least weigh driving distance a little bit in mind. I did look a little bit mm -hmm. at driving yeah, distance because I think it will, it, 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 it certainly is not a detriment, right? I mean, like it's certainly helping if you can just blast it it's out. It's not a detriment. And yeah. whether, it, and honestly on this, on this course with, with or without wind blowing, it, it, it's probably going to be an advantage that that's where like, I considered Bryson this week. I don't know if either of you guys did. There's guys that I didn't end up playing, but like, Bryson, Bryson, I think would be a fine play this week. And these a lot, a lot of these guys I'm bringing up did not pop in my model. It's really why I didn't end up playing them. But like, I think Bryson could fit this well this week, this course well this week. Tony Finau at 25 to one, where a guy that's okay. You, you you always look at his putting disadvantages, but this is this is a course, a tournament. 
that we know you've got to run you've got to run hot anyways. And we see Finau when he's scoring well, he's, he scores real low. So at 25 to 1, like I thought that number was a little off on him. And then, you know, Brooks, what do you make of Brooks at this point? You still are we still kind of playing the this isn't a major, so he's not Brooks gonna care. is getting a tan and drinking my right. <laughs> and, and drinking pina coladas with his smoking hot girlfriend mm-hmm. out yeah, by the mm-hmm. by the pool. Like I I am I would not bet him with your money in this one. Watch no, him go out and win by five strokes. Don't you say, Brooks might be waiting for Torrey Pines yeah. or for Phoenix where he won last year. But to your point, Kelly, and I did actually put it in my column at Point Spread Weekly, which you can get at vcin.com, and I looked at all the driving distance guys, obviously mm-hmm. Bryson. Cameron Champ, by the way, did withdraw from this event, so now 38 players uh, withdrew with COVID-19. But you see the usual suspects up there, Rom, Kepka, Lucas Herbert, who is a first-time player, Cameron Davis. Now, Cameron Davis, I know we were talking about first-time players not being great here. This might be a guy that could kind of fit here. Might be a sneaky, yeah. like, top 10 guy. He was in the top 10 for driving distance for me. Thomas and Shoffley were two that I played this week. Uh, also, uh, Jason Kokrak. Uh, I'm interested in Kokrak, and I know we're going to get into this discussion in terms about majors, like, kind of going Matt's forward. Guy. Jason Kokrak, I think, is a guy that's kind of always been a solid player, kind of a journeyman, but now he's won two tournaments against elite fields. The one's out here yeah. at Shadow Creek uh, a couple years ago and then won the Colonial for me last year, dueling with Spieth down the stretch. So this is a guy that's starting to be kind of a proven player that I think you're going to see on more leaderboards this year. Yeah, most wins on tour last year, right? Three, right? Yeah, he had three I on so. tour, so yeah. Uh, I did par five scoring, obviously, because I think you're going to need to to destroy the par fives. Again, we think it's going to be a, a scoring fest, so you need to be doing well on those par fives. I did birdies are better gained as well. Um, I did that one as to, well. Yeah, to go uh, again to try and, and look into guys that are going to be scoring and scoring a lot. Uh, and then I, I put in a small, little, just a little bit of three-putt avoidance because on these greens, if we're talking about you're going to need to be scoring a ton, I don't want guys who every now and then have these like weird holes where they can't even lag a putt. And, well, like, and because it. these greens, as Kelly mentioned, yeah. are really big. They're about a little over 8,700 square feet on average. So mm-hmm. you're going to get like these long putts where it's like you got to make a 20-footer yeah. for birdie or maybe even to save a par. So to your point for birdie or better gain, I did last 36 mm-hmm. rounds. Cameron Smith at the top of the list. One of my guys, DeShambeau, Sam Burns, yep. who you like, Rom, Spieth, Kokrak, Hovland, Power. Those were the top eight this week in this field. Yeah, it is. It's it, it is certainly, for me, um, I'm just excited to, to to get to looking at this and seeing these guys get back out there. Uh, Kelly, the only thing, and we'll move on to the, to the to the majors here, but one of the things it does, and this might be recently biased, but it, it's kept me off of Bryson, kept me off of DeShambeau's, what happened out here in our backyard. Sure. And, 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 you know, with him being mic'd up and talking about how, he had these new clubs, and he didn't know the distance on them, and he couldn't figure out how far they were going to go. He couldn't figure out the spin on them. He couldn't, you know, this one was spinning more than he thought. This one wasn't spinning as much. He could. He was literally 10 yards further with one of the wedges than he thought he was. Now, he's had time to dial all that in, but this is the first yeah. competitive, mm-hmm. you know, first competitive tournament for him to go out doing all that. So. It's just hard for me to bet him when and, I see he's sitting there in the microphone being like, wow, that went 12 yards further than I thought it was going to go. Like, he didn't know how far he's even hitting his clubs. And, and to, to your point, that is literally the only thing that has, that kept me off yeah. making that bet last night was thinking about watching that. And yeah, yeah like, that's the thing, though. I'm sure he's had enough time that if he, like, mm. he wouldn't be playing in this tournament, right? If he didn't feel like he was actually dialed in with it, with all those things. But I, yes, that is exactly he why I He might be a guy, that. though, that it takes several weeks to kind of mm. figure out. And then one 
once we get kind of to the end of that West Coast swing, you get in that Florida swing. Yeah. You get to Orlando. You get to Tampa, you know, the Valspar and those type of tournaments. That's where I think he's going to start winning again. But to your point, I mean, it's a little bit paralysis by analysis, mm-hmm. and that's what it's always kind of going to be with this guy. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. All right, so let's look here. at as it, It's never too early to bet the Masters. By the way, these Masters odds have been out for, for quite some time here, and some of these numbers have started to take shape because people are betting in to these markets. Um, Kelly, start with you. Any Masters bets already in your account? Only, only the one the one I, I've made is the one I know you have too is Sam Burns. Yeah. 87 to 1 is what we bet him at, what, two months ago probably, something like that? Um, maybe That number's long And gone. now you can get maybe about 50 somewhere yeah. in the so market trying, if you shop around. 45 to 1 at DraftKings right now. Yeah, that, that number's long gone. I don't I'll, even think, I think 45 to 1 is still long. I was just about to say, anything, Tiger's 40 to 1. Anything <laughs> north of, I think anything north of 45, mm-hmm. Even just putting a, a little bit in your account if you wanted to, because I think this guy's going to win multiple times on tour this year. Mm-hmm. And by the time, you know, and, and at least have some good showings. And by the time the Masters rolls around, that that forty that forty five might be looking closer to like twenty eight or twenty nine or something like that. So I I don't know. We've already seen it fall and fall from eighty seven mm-hmm. down to the the high forties now. Yeah. Now I will say one thing uh, and shop around a little bit. I mm-hmm. think DraftKings might only have a few players up right now. But if you lose a number like that, if you want to bet a guy too to win a major like the anytime mm-hmm. major here, I think I've seen Burns kind of in some markets at like you know mid teens. Mm-hmm. to one if you want to do that because I think if you believe that that he is going to be you know a guy that's going to be on multiple occasions then that obviously gives you not only the Masters that gives you the PGA Championship mm-hmm. at Southern Hills that gives you the U.S. Open at Brookline and then of course the Open at St. Andrews. Super, super talented guy with an all-around game. Wes, do you have any Masters bets in your account? I do not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be one chalky guy I'm going to bet. I'll probably bet Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was kind of the first one that stood out to me. And you see 12-1, to 1, you might be able to get some 14s out there. But if I'm looking at guys down the board for the Masters, you know, kind of like when I had Cameron Smith a couple yeah. years ago and he finished second, albeit five shots back, but nevertheless, he was like 150-1. to 1. If you look at some guys under the radar, I did mention Jason Coker. Rack. Uh, I could see him going very well here. Abraham Answer, I think, finally got that monkey off his back because he had not won a PGA Tour event, yet he was in the top 20 in the world because he won that event in Australia. He finally won that FedEx Jude, St. Jude event in Memphis. This is a guy, whenever, and I know you guys do your models mm. every week and talk about it on this show, and I do the same. This is a guy that's always up there on approach Mm. or greens and regulation gained or proximity. Answer is a terrific ball striker. He could be be a great Augusta fit. That that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, Kelly, let's, let's go ahead and run through these scores. Cause some of these games have gotten interesting here as we, uh, as we get close to, to some of these game, any, maybe there's some live opportunities. Anybody wants to get in. Yeah, there is uh, a lot of these NBA games coming down to the wire right now. I'll tell you the one I'm looking at as I'm, as I'm regretting not getting in live on Brooklyn. Cause yeah, they're only down two now to the Pacers. That yeah. is one Oh six, one Oh four Pacers right now. Nets two and a half point live betting favorite. If you wanted to get in two forty six and a half. Is the live total Durant with 33 in that one? Kyrie did get on the board. I didn't think we were. I don't think any of us thought he was going to go scoreless. He does has 12 points. He's five of 11 
from the field. So 11, uh, 12 points for Kyrie Irving, 5-11 from the field in this one. Okay, 19.5 was his point prop, so we still got some work to do there if you bet the over. Uh, Mavericks lead the Warriors 79-75, six and a half minutes left in that game. Mavericks uh, 5.5 point live favorite, 197.5 the live total. Spurs up on the Celtics 99-95, that game under a minute remaining. Um, the Timberwolves up on the Thunder at the end of the third, 69 to 63. Raptors up on the Bucks, 87 to 86, 345 remaining in the third quarter. Over on the ice, uh, Blues on top of the Penguins, 3 to 2, 19 minutes remaining in that game. And in college basketball, we have Villanova on top of Creighton at the half, 36 to 22, and some top 25 action. Villanova's a 10.5 point live favorite, 135.5 is the live total. And Iowa State up on Texas Tech, 24 to 15, five minutes remaining in the first half. Steph having one of those games he has every now and then, five of 22 from the floor, one of seven from downtown. Happens, you know, every now and then mm-hmm. for him, one of those really rough games. We'll close things out whenever we come back here on Primetime Action. Be soon. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Final segment here on a Wednesday primetime action on VSIN. Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds in on the desk tonight. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Gil will be back with us next week. We do have a couple of tips in the NBA still to come. So next if- up five. What's that? Said that's up five. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I said, "Hey Kelly, do you think that this is the time for us to get in <laughs> yeah, live on the it nets?" Was. It, it was. was. Yeah, even saying? though they were down like eleven at the time, it was like halftime, yeah. and you were still laying a point. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It was then. It was then because yeah. they, they have outscored Indiana <laughs> seventeen to five in the fourth quarter. Three games still to come tonight: the Jazz and the Nuggets. That is at ten Eastern, seven Pacific. The Jazz are actually, you can find both teams favored in this game, depending on where you look around. So be sure and shop if you want uh, if you want the point on either side. Total sitting at 226 and a half, 227. Hawks and the Kings, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. The Kings are point to two point home favorites in that one. Now, Wes, you said the news here is that yeah, Trey Young's that, not going to go. Yeah, that Trey Young is not going to play. Of course, he was off that 56-point barrage in a losing effort against Portland. And Atlanta has had some issues with, with uh, some quarantine. This is a back issue, mm-hmm. I believe, for Trey Young. But no John Collins tonight, no Bogdanovich tonight, no Gorgie Dang, Jalen Johnson. Some of these guys have been out at least for a few days, so that's not exactly new news. The new news I think was that Trey Young is not going to go, but San Francisco, or excuse me, Sacramento rather, they look a little bit healthier. They do have a couple guys out, Metu in quarantine, Rashawn Holmes also in quarantine. So not a huge move. Seeing some twos out there. I think it's one and a half right now at draft games, but not a big move. I think Hawks minus two was kind of like the opener, at least early in the day. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It, w- it was minus two before the Trey Trey Young news uh, came out. Uh, Sacramento playing last night. No- last night. Uh, I mean, look. So going back to December first, Atlanta is five and ten net rating. Uh, net rating twenty third in the league, minus four and a half. Sacramento is eight and nine during that time. Um, they're just blown twenty fourth in the league net rating. Mm-hmm. I don't got much here. This this is a. 
I, I mean, these are maybe a, this might be a prop betting game if you want to look at some of the Atlanta kind of secondary scores. Who's gonna who's gonna make up for those points? Um, I think you could bet make a make a Lou Williams or a Cam Reddish bet or something like that might be good or Kevin Herter, yeah, uh, something like that on point prop playing over. I think there could be some value there. Um, nothing much for me though in the in this game either. And then the the Jazz Nuggets to bring it back to that game quick with a reason. There's a lot of injuries on all these late games. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're betting any of these three games, make sure to check out the full injury report. So this this number moved because Rudy Gobert got announced out, so he will be out tonight. Donovan Mitchell is a go. Um, Joe Ingles he, he he's in quarantine. He he was at, that was announced yesterday or the day before. Uh, can't remember there, but then it looks like so Bogdanovich should go for them. Royce O'Neal will go for them. Eric Pascal will go for them. And, and why am I mentioning those names? Is that's because those will be the only bigs yeah. that really Utah has tonight. Uh, this completely just switches the handicap of this game for me. Um, if anything, this would be Nuggets or pass. This is Nuggets money's mm-hmm. coming quick. Like yeah. I, I'm watching it flip yeah. on every single. But yeah, it's already at a point and a half at one of the books out there. So yeah, it's it, the Nuggets money's coming in quick right now. And to your point, Kelly, going back to Atlanta, Sacramento. Keep in mind the Lakers did go 1.26 points per possession last night on Sacramento. So I think you're probably on the right track going with some of the secondary options for Atlanta with Trey Young out tonight. So. Uh, Two teams that not exactly playing great defense, although the total looked to be coming down on the Trey Young news. Sometimes when you get a star out in that one game situation, I oftentimes look to play to the over, so I wouldn't be playing under here in Sacramento. I wouldn't be touching that under. I'm with you. Even though that's dropped, it has dropped a few points down to 232. That was at like 236, 236 and a half. I, I'm with you. I wouldn't. I would be over or past still in that game, and that is two of the worst defenses in the league, and two of the worst defenses. Uh, uh, and the, the the Hawks over the past few weeks have been terrible on mm-hmm. the defensive side of the ball. Final game of the night, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Heat and the Blazers. The Heat currently sitting two, two-and-a-half-point road favorites there over the Blazers, 215-and-a-half. Your prevailing total in that one. I do have a player prop play in that one. Uh, Anthony Simons over 19 and a half points. You can find 18 and a half at DraftKings. I had to play 19 because I had one option, if you were wondering. So definitely <laughs> take the better number at 18 and a half on him at DraftKings. Listen, this 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 uh, this is pretty simple, right? There's no Dame. There's no McCollum. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his shots. It, it, he gets there. If he has a decent night shooting, if he has a bad night shooting, then he's not going to get there. But I'm not having to worry about attempts here. I'm not having to worry about game flow. I'm not having to worry about whether they're going to get him the ball or anything. They're going to have to have these guys step up and score right now without Damon McCollum in there. So I at least know the guy is going to get his, 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 his shots up. Now, they're going to have to go in for him to get to 20 points for me to win. But those are the type of prop bets I like to make where I don't have to worry about really the game situation, the game flow, because they only have a limited number of guys that can score for the starting game. line. By the way, release for this game uh, for Miami, Kyle Lowry, Max Struess, Caleb Martin, P.J. Tucker, Omer, you're at seven. And then for the Blazers, Anthony Simons, the aforementioned Anthony Simons, Norman Powell, Nasir Little, Larry Nance Jr., Yusuf Nurkic. So uh, obviously check these uh, often changing starting lineups in the NBA. I don't know sometimes how guys that bet the preflop go ahead and do it. I know JVT was on earlier Mm -hmm. and he kind of attacks that way. But I, I mean, he's more engulfed in it than I am. But I found, Matt, 
throughout the season. I've been doing a lot more second half stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you get that big score in the first half. It kind of gets overpriced in the second half market and maybe look to go under. And that's kind of how I've been attacking this because it's been hard with all these guys in quarantine and who's playing and who's yeah. not. Playing. And, and, yeah. And unless you are sitting at the computer, you mm -hmm. know, right then whenever the you know lineups or at least you know, some sort of leak is coming out, you're not going to get the best of the number anyway because uh, right. it's going to move so rapidly with these guys who are sitting on the news of the of the injury situation stuff. So, yeah, I think that that's a, certainly a sharp way to go about it. The Mavericks up uh, 14 here with under four minutes left on the Warriors. And, again, like I said, just a, just a rough night for Steph. He's now 5 of 23 from the floor. And, uh, listen, this isn't one of those – things as a knock against the Warriors moving forward because obviously they have reinforcements coming. But it is, it is certainly, you kind of see it play out in a game like this, whereas as Steph goes, this team goes mm -hmm. for sure. You know, I mean, like there there's, without that true secondary score, which again, they're going to get in, in Clay Thompson, but you know, Draymond being like the third there, Draymond's on a score. Draymond's, you're never going to look up and like, Oh, okay. Steph's having a bad night, but Draymond had 29 tonight. Like that's, right, like, that's right. not like, like that's not what happens. Especially right? nowadays. He's easy yeah. to change in his scoring, yeah. you know, between now and what it was six years ago. But it, yeah, it's that you're not going to get that. That's for sure. Luca, by the way, we were talking about this mm -hmm. game with JBT earlier, seven to 17, not a great shooting night. Mm -hmm. He hadn't really shot the basket ball well the last couple games but he is getting his teammates involved being a facilitator has got six rebounds eight assists so you're probably not going to reach that triple double if only three minutes left to go but Mavs up 89-80 over the dubs the Spurs get it done over the Celtics and Kelly you know I think two or three different people we talked to in the preseason were on the super low over total for the Spurs yeah. as far as wins. There are already 15 wins mm -hmm. right now, um, you know, barring a gigantic collapse and, you know, who knows with there, it could happen. There could be tons of injuries or whatever, but I mean, they're, they're going to, they're going to sail over this. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, they, they absolutely should. They've been a tough team to figure out this year, man. Cause they, they won't, they, they, the talent is low, but they, they have been, so like, this is, I would have pulled. So back to December, December 1st, they're eight and nine. But they're they're tenth in the league in net rating, right? They, they, this team is like they've had a lot of that. They put together some good performances, but they're not getting the wins out of it. So I, they're a team I really don't like to mess with because obviously you're still talking about. I mean, it's the NBA where coaching yeah. maybe matters in in game as you know as little as any sport, but like still Greg Popovich coach team. I'm not running away from, I, or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be will running to bet against very often. Our, uh, our buddy Ryan Hyatt sends in a question. He says, the final week of NFL season easier or harder to handicap given the extra game this year? How does that impact checking in, checking it in versus teams with something to, I, I think he says packing, like packing it in versus teams right. with something to, to play for? Um, for me, well, I mean, certainly this is going to be the lowest volume week of the year for me. Mm -hmm. I think I can already tell that that's going to be, be the case here. I have no idea how these teams are going to attack week 18. We're spec we speculated yeah. the last two days that the Bengals were going to sit players. That ended up coming to fruition. I think some of these other teams are going to end up sitting some players as well as we get a little bit later in the week and stuff starts to leak out as well. So for me, lowest volume of, of right. the year for me, and I, I'm just, you know, I'll wait till the play. And everything, by the way, is priced in the yeah. market. I can't emphasize that enough. If you're thinking, okay, they need to win this game, so I got to go bet them. You're already paying the tax. Don't pay more of a tax. Like if you're betting like, 
I'm just using an example, and I'm not necessarily endorsing either side, even though I'm on Houston. Like, don't bet Tennessee because they're in that must-win necessarily. Bet them if you're looking at the matchup and whatnot. But, yeah, this is going to be a low-volume week for those of us in the contest out here. In one of them, my partner and I still have a chance to maybe get kind of backdoor into the money. So it's like... We got to go 5-0 and oh to do that, and it's like we're going to talk and have our conference like, I don't like five games. How are we going <laughs> to find five games? It's like I like two games. Can we just use those? But we got to use five. Yeah, Kelly, what are we going to do? No idea. That's up nine. Kyrie has gone over his point total. He's up to 23 in this game. So just like that, like we Big said. Big fourth quarter, yeah. Just like that. Well, here come the Nets. All of you with all those tickets out there, good on you. He's going to play on all the road games. So that's all we can do here. Nightcap coming up on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.